Well, Jim is not here, and Matt Hamilton is not running the show. Like Jason Wilde nicely pointed out yesterday during his appearance here on Rutledge and Hamilton, which is presented by Coors Light. I'm Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. We are, of course, presented, as I mentioned, by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And Matt's crush a Coors Light. The first thing Matt Hamilton said to me today is, quote, I crushed some boobies last night. <laughs> I crushed some boobies last night. Again, Matt Hamilton said this, not me. Matt Hamilton, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, are, are you having a child? No. Okay. No, I, and not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> uh, last night I had volleyball league, and I got a per- perfect set from one of my teammates. Wait, this is a volleyball thing? This is a volleyball thing. I thought it was a humble brag. Yeah, I, I know you did. I, that's And that's honestly why I let in with it, because I, I knew it would catch your attention. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got just this perfect set, and I, I spiked it pretty much as hard as I could. And there was a girl in the back row who was waiting for it, kind of misjudged it. It went a little higher than she thought and hit her like, not quite in the boobies, but just above, like, the top of them, you know? And it made a really loud sound, and the ball literally, it didn't bounce off. It didn't deflect off. It, like, stopped and rolled off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. totally lost all of its momentum and, and then died. And she literally fell over laughing because the sound and, like, the way the ball, like, so it looked so unnatural how it, like, fell off <laughs> i don't even know how to say it. I, I, I don't even want to call it a bounce because it literally looked like it like stuck when it hit her and it fell off and it was it was sweaty it was hot last night it was and like so i get it like a ball would have probably stuck to me with how sweaty my shirt was so i, I get it but like but between that like sweaty skin and the ball slapping it it just made the loudest sound it, we probably needed about you know 45 seconds to recover from laughing like both I love teams that. and yeah it was it was nice because I immediately felt really, really bad. But when she fell over and started like cackling, that's when I knew that I didn't have to like c- confirm that she was okay. She was okay. She was giggling about. I'm it. surprised it didn't like bounce right off. You'd think it would. It's a volleyball. They Correct. got they got some air in it. Right. Right. It should there's bounce. There's a good bounciness no? to um, volleyball. So I will say yeah, that the person that was receiving that shot um, had, had a couple of volleyballs herself. <laughs> Good. I, trying to be as eloquent as I can. Like that's that was eloquent. I thought was, that was, yeah, that was, was, that's beautiful. That ball was Shakespeare. It was, that ball <laughs> was coming to a stop. So that's why she was laughing about. It. I think that was the reason it was funny. I didn't know how to say it, so thanks All for right. setting me up. Is your wife on your volleyball team? She is. Okay, so she witnessed this. Uh, she didn't go last night. Oh, so she has no idea of the <laughs> no, volleyball. I told that her hit immediately. I went home and told her immediately because it was like hilarious. It was one of the funnier moments of the night. The highlight of his night. Uh, you hear the voice of Colin Russo in for me today. Technically, Colin Russo producing the show for us today from the Everlight Solar Studios. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, Jim Rutledge out the rest of the week, and thankfully, because I don't know how he would handle this conversation. I played volleyball <laughs> last night as well, but uh, no, no volleyball stories for me. No. If you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so Jim didn't have a chance to spike the ball at all? or No, several times. I had a great game. Oh, nice. We got smoked, though. Uh, ouch. Yeah, it happens. Are you yeah. good at volleyball? I've gotten much better. I've gotten much better. <laughs> How I, often do you play? Uh, once a week. But I haven't played since before the fourth. Because I had my niece last week, so I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. The week prior was the fourth. So I haven't played since June. Yesterday was my, my uh, 
triumphant return, if you will. <laughs> Everybody probably was super stoked oh, to have you back. Yeah. You should have seen the stands. It was packed at the bar last night. People were people heard Strofe was back. Yeah. This and, is at the bar? Yeah, and they might have seemed like they were casually the doing their own things. You know what I mean? Like people sitting at the bar oh, having Matt, their own conversations. Matt. They were there to watch you. Matt, they weren't having conversations. Well, they were. Every they were talking eye. about your athletic It was, athletic like, it was Wimbledon. Now, it was, t- it was now, silence. It was silence, right. And, and you know, I, I started, we have, we have a couple extra guys on our team, so I started on the sidelines. So... I, I got they, they all gave me my moment, right? So when I checked into the game, everybody standing ovation was ready to see me, and I made a mistake on my first play back in the game. Perfect. Lost well, the point. What type of mistake was it? Uh, I dove for the ball because I'm an athlete, okay. yeah. and I just smoked it off my wrist and went straight out of bounds. Do you have a type of team? Are they going to pick you up, or are they going to tell you to, hey, yeah. like, figure this out? Uh, we so got a game to win. The dynamic of my team is interesting. So I think I've told this before, but but I'll re-explain it for those of you that may have missed it in the past. I didn't know more than half of my team going into the season. Okay. I had a couple friends who I've only met a few times that were like, hey, you guys want to play me and my girlfriend? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Sounds like fun. So I don't know half these people yeah. very well, outside of the times I've met them at volleyball. Um, so our communication on the court, not great. I'll be the first to say it. We've won one game all season. But you, I'm sure no one's saying, get it together, because they don't know you. So if we got a game to win. But I'm good. That's what I would say. I don't, if some I don't know our, you, I'm coming our, after you. Some of our team is bad, and there's a couple people that like fly under the radar because they're all buddies. Like Half the team works together. Ah. They're all in They're all in finance, the finance world together. So, <laughs> so can, you, can you get by in conversation with them? Yeah, sports, easy. Right, because you just say, "Yeah, I work for ESPN Madison," and they they think it's the you know they have no idea what it is because they're twenty five years old and yeah. don't listen to the radio. But you know, it it, it works. It works. Yeah. You're twenty four. I understand that. <laughs> I, I listen to the radio. I'm different, but, but you always but you always, young but you always make fun of me for being a radio nerd <laughs> because I grew up on radio. I still listen to radio. Yeah. I still drive a car that actually is radio and like doesn't have a Bluetooth connection. Okay, so no, I no, listen to radio. I appreciate right. it. You're you're embracing the idea that. The nerdiness that we give you, but you're like, I am not the norm for 24, 25 years old. Correct. I understand that. Okay, I'm that's, what I was making, that's what I was making sure you were saying, because it's funny when you hear a 24-year-old be like, well, that 25-year-old like doesn't listen to radio. Well, you know me. I'm very emotionally mature. <laughs> that's why we started the show today with boobies. I'm very emotionally mature. I'm... I'm my IQ is much higher than most people in my my age group. I, I'm I'm kind of a genius on the same level of guys like Bill Gates. Special type of genius. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Probably it, not going to be appreciated in my, his own my, time. My opinion. My, <laughs> They're going to wait 200 years yeah. God, down the line. We're going to appreciate when he's your gone, brilliance. That's when we'll realize. Yeah. It'll, it'll be too little, too late for for you two specifically. I think other people around here recognize my genius. I think my opinion is valued. I think people understand your opinion the being valued doesn't. I mean, you're a yes, genius. but I but I think people understand the greatness that rolls into the office about eleven thirty a.m. every day <laughs> after a great game at the bar. At yeah, the yeah, bar. I slept in this morning. It was good. It was good. Um, you know. So anyway, so yeah, that's that. I'm a genius. I think I think we all realize that. I think our fans realize. Listen, like Ed Madtown called in yesterday, and the first thing he says is, "Strophe's my radio soulmate." Because I'm the president of his fan club. Ed's probably in his 50s or 60s, right? I hit generations, Colin. Something you don't understand quite <laughs> what yet. About, what about the 25-year-old finance people at the bar? You're 21 yeah. years how old. Do you, how do you do, resonate wh- with them? Do I resonate with you? Do you and I get along? We get along. You're, you're what? Four <laughs> year, three and a half, four years younger than me? 
Yeah. Yeah, we get along just fine. I'm a generationally Just because you and I being. get a, get along, you resonate with my entire generation? One million percent. <laughs> Your generation loves me more than they lo- will ever oh love you. Oh, my gosh. Will it, ever love you. Ever? Ever. I have a because theory. Because I'm a genius. I have a because theory. Because they recognize me. I am a generational talent That's in the why the IQ finance game. guys brought you in off the bench, because they realize that we need no, a genius off the bench. No, I'm a selfless teammate. Bruce is no. a selfless Bruce teammate. Here. They know oh. I needed my moment. The, it, get it together. There is a theory that I want to put out here. That chair gives false hubris to whoever sits in it. <laughs> it totally does. Every day, whoever sits in that is way more confident than they should be. Mm-hmm. And Stroke, Stroke's a genius that resonates right with here. everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is a hubris-giving chair. Your, your way into the show is on the ESPN <laughs> Madison Talk and Text Line. The number for that, 844-770-3776, 844-770-ESPN. Rip and Rona chimes in. You guys think Strofe's team is listening in right now wondering who he's talking about that's, quote, not good? <laughs> no. Didn't you hear what I just said? The 25-year-olds. <laughs> who listens to the radio? Obviously, you do, Rip, and I appreciate you tuning in. The Adam and Madison chimes in. I wish Strofe had some self-confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I can, can work on that. That's yeah, definitely that's something a, you can work on. Could you imagine? I could improve on. My New Year's resolution this year was A, to gain more self-awareness, uh, which I, 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 I always say. <laughs> whenever I'm on the radio, I say I think self-awareness is the most important quality in a human being. Sometimes I lack that. Um, right now, it's not one of those times, though, because no. I realize You're my self-awareness <laughs> is that I am an absolute genius, and it's an honor to be here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton, Alex Strofe with you, Colin Russo in, producing the show, 844-770-3776. Jim Rutledge out the rest of the week. Uh, I wanted to get to this a bit earlier, but uh, we got distracted by my genius. Your yes. genius tirade. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. mean, that makes sense. Geniuses will easily be derailed by things like boobies and their own genius. Jim Rutledge on Twitter today, at Jim Rutledge. Five (laughs) hours ago. Five hours ago, which was 8.18 a.m., and it says it's from Chicago, Illinois. So by the way. He's at O'Hare. He flew flew from Madison to Chicago. which two-hour drive. Okay. And his flight left at 6.30 a.m. Okay. And he had a three-hour layover in Chicago. So he could have just woken up at 8.30 Drove to Chicago and caught his flight from there. Nah, it is that is way too inconvenient. I do not want to drive two hours and then when I land, you want to wake up. Trip, you want to wake up at four thirty a.m. to fly to thirty minutes. You're just gonna you're just gonna kick it at the airport. It's it, first of all, just kicking it at the airport's easier than actually having to drive. And then you gotta you, figure out the you car. Get you all the way out the home. car. Yeah, yeah. When you get back, you've got to park in O'Hare. Take the train all the way to the airport, and then you got to come back, take the train, and then drive home. Like that's the last thing you yeah, want to do after a flight. The, the the last part is the worst. Driving there and getting there is not my right, issue. Right, because but you're leaving, excited yeah, for the trip that. and everything. I no, get that. Yeah, I had to do that at one thirty in the morning when I was in Mexico in November. That was bad. Plus, Madison, Chicago. Madison Dane County Regional has a new terminal. It is gorgeous. The is airport, really? Madison. The, the airport, the Madison. Airport Madison they Madison just rocks. opened a oh, brand a new terminal. It's really? gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. So, Girl. Jim Rutledge on Twitter this morning. Two dudes behind me in line for coffee and just the worst. Talking crap about the businesses they work with while complimenting each other on their schmucky emails. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Sounds like Jim couldn't help but eavesdrop. What's a schmucky email? Well, complimenting each other on their schmucky emails. I don't get that. Yeah. I think that to me is like when you're kind of, if you were going to send something in an email but say it like snarky or condescending, 
they're like are basically they, they read each other's each emails. Other? Yeah, and then he's like, oh, that one was savage or something. That would be like, in my eyes, talking like crap about the businesses they work with while complimenting each other on their schmuck emails. So I didn't know what that meant. So Jim to me, that, that means they're morning. sharing their emails with each other that so they're sending to do, other do people. They, do you think they work together? I mean, it sounds like in the beginning that they're talking about their jobs. So, like, maybe they're in two different like departments of the same company. It'd be kind of weird if you were sharing your like emails with somebody that. Yeah, I didn't get that. I I, I, I was lost. I don't. Know. Here's the thing. I feel like Jim was lost. First of all, Jim yeah. he loves to be curious, not judgmental, right? Correct. That's his, yep. Like his favorite show, favorite quote. Ted Lasso, yes. And here he is, literally hearing a conversation and immediately judging. Calling them schmucks. Like, come on, Jim. It's, this is the pot calling Jim's the kettle a, black Jim, here. Yeah. And this, this is the perfect. And here's the thing. He will sit there and defend this till he's blue in the face <laughs> that he is not, like, a hypocrite. Because huh. he hates hypocrites. I, I think but that is hypocritical. It, it sounds like somebody needed a break from Rutledge. Are you are, are you looking forward to this week? Or what's going on here? <laughs> no, did, no, did no it's just it's, a rift. I just don't think he should be texting about other people's conversations regardless of what he thinks about it. He shouldn't be tweeting it to the world. Tim and Cambria ch- chimes in. We're now 13 minutes into the show. He said, 10 minutes into the show, no mention of the Chicago Bears. Best show ever. <laughs> the Adam and Madison chimes in. Definition of schmucky. Narcissistic, degrading, demoralizing, Jim Rutledge, smug. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, Adam! We're coming in with fire today. Uh, 214 on your Wednesday. Alex Struff, Matt Hamilton with you. So give me the uh, call and text line real quick. 844-770-3776, 844-770-ESPN. This is the unofficial roast of Jim Rutledge. <laughs> call in. He's not here. Green. And he's not going to be here till Monday. <laughs> we want you to air your laundry about Jim Rutledge today. He's gone. I just kind of got my first shot in here because I didn't agree with him even sending any sort of judgmental tweets. If you've got some beef with Jim, oh. we want to hear it. Wow. Matt Hamilton. Rutledge is an idiot. Matt Hamilton is our roast master this afternoon. <laughs> we welcome you officially to the roast of Jim Rutledge as he's out the rest of the week. I mentioned the line. Get on in here. We'll continue the roast of Jim Rutledge right after this. 844-770-3776. We didn't even plan on doing this today, <laughs> but let's do it anyway. 844-770-3776. Throw the show sheet out the window. It's time for the roast of Jim Rutledge. We roll on after this. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Rutledge and Hamilton rolls on on your Wednesday. Alex drove in for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Colin Russo producing the show for us today. 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. 844-770-3776. Unofficial roast of Jim Rutledge. He's out for the rest of the week. I probably won't see any repercussions, so let's just go for it. <laughs> I don't know how you could. So, like, I, I do feel bad for you sometimes. Because I feel like you're putting him in an impossible position occasionally. Occasionally. Uh, I, he's I'm not saying every better. day. Yeah. I'm not saying every day. And no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with even him. Well, it does. Well, yeah, but, it does. 
But I, like I, you're right. If if you just uh if if you <laughs> if you just yell over the other person why they are explaining, I don't necessarily think that means you won the argument. <laughs> well Do you think he does that at home with his wife? No. No I way. I don't right? think his wife would take that. But he does like to interrupt and talk over you if he hears something. I think he's afraid he's going to forget. Like, if I go on for another minute and a half, he's going to forget or I'll say something else that heats him up. And he's just trying to, like, get his bit in before, like, we lose the the moment. You know what I mean? That's why I think he interrupts. So everything's going okay for you, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yes, me and Jim are totally fine. It's it's my responsibility as the producer of the show to just, like, make, make sure things are going okay. And we haven't had this Here's conversation the if, off the air. If so. I truly thought Jim and me had an issue, I would not be asking all of our callers it, to roast him. This is because or, we're or, so no, no, good no, no, with no, each other. I don't, I don't view it that way. I view it as like maybe this is your way of getting back at him when he can't respond. Right? Because oh, yesterday we I did the bit. Yesterday was National Listening Day. Mm-hmm. And I gave you the floor for 45 seconds without him interrupting and vice versa. I gave him the floor for 45 seconds without you interrupting. Because sometimes I feel like it's just good to listen to one another. <laughs> I feel like listening is, is, a, is, a quality, is a quality skill and quality to have, especially in the business that we are in, which mm-hmm. is an audio medium, right? Well, where, I mean... Where if we're talking over each other, you can't understand what the hell we're saying. True. Because we had an instance last week on the other show that comes after us, Scalzone Brust, where Greg Scalzone, Ben Brust, were out at our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse, and they had some issue connecting uh, to the Milwaukee studio. So in turn, they connected back here to Madison, which typically they don't. The show typically runs out of the Milwaukee offices. And Colin Russo was producing her show today, uh, was producing that show. And uh, if you've listened to Scalzo and Brust before, and I know both of us have, Matt, several times. <laughs> I've been on that show several times with Greg Scalzo. Greg likes to yell sometimes. Sometimes. And Colin Russo, you particularly like to yell a, a lot. I'm, I'm, I take part. I'm a fan. Yes, you are. And... <laughs> The two of you, along with Ben Brust, who was also angry in that moment, all three of you were yelling at each other at the same exact time while I was driving home. Yeah. I didn't understand one word for a solid 14 seconds. I could not understand a word. That's All radio. I heard was just... That's radio, Strofe. That is radio. They have, they have that that's in the conversational. Shrine. The Radio Hall of Fame, that's, that's the type of clip they play. That 14 seconds of inaudible yeah, that's certainly what they do. All right, we're a week away from training camp up in Green Bay for the Packers as uh, some of the young guys and rookies report later this week. Things get going Wednesday of next week. Matt's off the rest of the week after today, which means when you return next week, training camp's here. Football season's here. That's exciting. That means the dog days of summer, which is what we kind of call this off the air, right? Mm-hmm. When there's just really only some baseball going on, but we just got done with the all-star break last week. So there's just really nothing to talk about in terms of sports. Right. Next week, we're back to that. We're full speed ahead. Big Ten Media Days out in Indianapolis. Colin and I will be there Wednesday, Thursday of next week. Oh, yeah. Training camp starts Wednesday in Green Bay. So we all know the big question mark for the Green Bay Packers this year. There's one big question, and that, of course, is the quarterback, Jordan Love. Right. What is he? What can he be? What kind of quarterback can he be? How will Matt LaFleur's offense best utilize Jordan Love to put this team in a position to not only win the division, but win the Super Bowl? Now, do any of us think that's a realistic possibility in 2023? No. I think we all view this as a rebuild, Yeah. which is a word the Packers won't use. 
but we can all certainly use when you move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, this is a rebuild. When you don't have a veteran wide receiver, this is a rebuild. When you don't have a proven defense, you have a lot of investment on the defense, but you don't have a totally proven defense, this is a rebuild. Proven tight end. Rebuild. Proven wide receiver. All we have that's proven is... The left side of the offensive line. Left side of the line and our running backs. Yeah, and maybe you could make the case for the cornerback room. Just the cornerbacks, though. Right, not not the entire offensive backs, the, right? Yeah. But Jair, Rasul, uh, and obviously Stokes when he's back. some experience. And of course, uh, and, and of course, Keyshawn Nixon, who will likely be playing that slot corner spot. So there are a lot of questions entering this training camp for the Green Bay Packers. So I want to ask you today, 844-770-3776, aside from Jordan Love, one week from today, what are your eyes on, right? Let's say you're up at, at across the street from Lambeau Field. You're at training camp next Wednesday. Hypothetically, let's say you're there. If your eyes aren't on Jordan Love, where are your eyes going? What are you most intrigued by that's not Jordan Love? with training camp starting a week from today. Matt, I'll start with you on this. What intrigues you most besides Jordan Love heading into training camp starting a week from today? All right, well, so we can agree that Jordan Love is number one reason that people are going to come to that training camp. As right? Jim Rutledge likes to say, he's reason one, two, three, four, so, five. So yes. Jordan Love, obviously, going to be super interesting to see what he does. But what I think is going to be interesting, because this is going to be what's possibly going to get the Packers the most wins outside of what Jordan Love is, that's this first team defense. I would love to see them just own the first team offense. If Love goes out there and I see Jair, would you love to see that? Yes, you want to see Love struggle against this defense. That's a, that's I a would positive. Like, I would like to see this defense unbeatable by our quarterback who's unproven. That would show me that this defense is probably ready to take that step forward. If our defense can keep teams under twenty, we have actually have a shot. But if we're if they're getting up. Over 25, 26 points a game, I don't think Jordan Love can consistently put up those kind of numbers. So if you have a solid defense, you're going to take a lot of pressure off of Jordan Love. I don't think, I'm hoping that the defense is better than what Jordan Love is right now. Okay. Obviously, steel sharpens steel. If they're really good, Jordan Love's going to improve. He's going to learn from the mistakes he's made throwing to Jair or, or maybe holding the ball too long and getting like one of those like, Pressure, not official sacks, but you know, you got too close to the quarterback, so we're whistling to play dead in practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he is going to be able to learn a lot and develop faster, being ready for these first team defenses across the NFL if our defense in training camp is rock solid. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because you actually stole the phrase right out of my mouth, right? I was going to say there is a case to be made. Iron sharpens iron. If, if love struggles against the Packers defense, which, look, there's eight first round picks on this defense. That's heavy investment. Brian Gutekunst has had six NFL drafts now, seven and first-round picks. Six of them have been defense. The only first-round pick that's been an offensive player for Brian Gutekunst in the NFL draft is Jordan Love. So you'd hope and pray that this Packers defense sticks out like a sore thumb in a good way. Right. Because the level of investment, A, is, is, so, in, is so important. And, and secondarily... The defense was not good last year, especially the first 11 weeks of the season. Right. Down the stretch they when they started winning games, together. they got it together. But there was there was a point after that Giants game in London where Jair Alexander didn't really trust Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. Right. All Packers fans, it seemed back in December and January, wanted Barry gone as soon as the season ended. Matt LaFleur retained him. He kept him as the defensive coordinator. That's intriguing. 
right? The defense is totally intriguing. I'm with you on that, with, with the mm-hmm. heavy level of investment. And obviously there's some injuries that we just ran through, right? Rashawn Gary likely not back for probably, I would guess, and by no means am I a doctor, but I would guess probably the first four weeks of the season. You can expect him to probably start on the pup list. Uh, Eric Stokes, you mentioned, he's dealing yeah. with a Liz Franklin injury. He might not be back for, is it four weeks? Is it eight weeks? We don't know how long that's going to be. Right. So there are some injuries, but there's investment in those positions, right? right. So look at Lucas Van Ness, the first round pick. Mm-hmm. He's an edge rusher. Could you see some some uh, good stuff from him early on in the season in his rookie year? Kingsley and Iqbari is another name that really interests me, the second-year uh, right. edge rusher. So I think there's something like that. 844-770-3776. Your way into Rutledge and Hamilton. Asking you, outside of Jordan Love, what intrigues you most about Packers training camp starting a week from today? Let's go stay in Madison. We'll go to Rick in Madison. Rick, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Fantastic, Rick. What do you got? What, what are you looking forward to besides Jordan Love with training camp starting a week from today? Tight end position and where they line band us up actually and what they do with us. Yeah, I think that's brilliant, right? I mean, yeah. the tight end position is sexy, right, Rick? Because there's, there's two there's two early it round is. picks. And by no means am I, am I sitting here and saying, look, uh, you know, I, I expect Luke Musgrave to turn into Travis Kelsey in year one. But it is an intriguing position because one of those two guys, likely Musgrave, is going to be the starter in week one, Rick. So I, I'm with you on the tight end position. And when it comes to Van Ness, are you saying, are, 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 you, are you intrigued if he's on the defensive line, if he's an edge? What, what do you mean by where he lines up? Exactly, exactly. And what they do, if maybe they move them towards the inside, let them rush up the middle on the outside, you know, and back to the tight ends, you know, possibly both of them guys can be studs. Yeah, you hope so. Rick, thanks for the call. 844-770-3776. Your response to Rick. I mean, I, I'm totally with him. Ben Ness is a – he's physically probably not – he's a little smaller than most – Edge rushers, right? He's strong as all get out. Hercules is, what I hear. is his nickname. Hercules. That's but that's he, a badass nickname. He, so I, what I guess I'm getting at is he's like he's a quick, slightly smaller, strong guy. So he's probably going to be utilized most on the edges, as opposed to someone who might be trying to like get into the interior. So, I, but I am excited. That's what we need. Rashawn Gary's our edge guy, and if he's not going to play these first four games, I would love to see Van Ness be able to come in and just fill that void while he's gone, and then maybe we get Gary back, then Van Ness can start being a little bit of a rover at where he does attack that uh, offensive line front. But it's going to be very interesting how they do use him because he is so physically gifted. 844-770-3776. Some takes starting to roll in, asking you, besides Jordan Love, what most intrigues you about Packers training camp starting a week from today? Matt's off the rest of the week. When he gets back Monday... We're a full go, and I am so freaking excited. I can't, I can't, I cannot understate this, overstate this, how excited I am for football season to be here. We are literally a week away from starting to understand what Jordan Love is, and we'll talk more about Jordan Love next segment. But I'm so intrigued by Love. I'm so intrigued by the defense. I'll give you my reaction or and response to the question we're asking today. What intrigues you most? But we'll continue to review uh, your responses in a second. I just looked up Van Ness. He is not small. He's not small. He is yeah, literally he's six five two seventy two, and you know he's, he's probably like going to get a little bit bigger than that prior to the NFL. He's, 20, he's twenty one years old. That's freakish. And maybe that's what I was thinking. He's, he's young. The no, guy's yeah. going to take some time I, I just to figure it out. I was confused I don't think that's accurate, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know who I was thinking about the Packers. I was thinking it was undersized, but this Van Ness is not undersized. He's, he is going to be a freak. He's built like a rock. Hercules. I mean, that, yeah. is, that is a great I nickname. do think he is going to just exclusively kind of fill in for Gary's role early right. in the season. Right. And then hopefully Gary comes back, you know, ready to rip and Van Ness can kind of be a little more of a gadget tool. That's one of the most, it's not my answer, but it is It is one of the more intriguing things is what they do in that edge rotation, right? To, right. to fill that hole that Gary left, because I think Anikbari probably has some some reps. I think you're right with LVN. Are we are we sold on that as a nickname, by the way? LVN? Lucas Van Ness, mm-hmm. LVN? We like that or no? Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll I, I th- I, yeah, it's fine. Sounds like a software company. Little bit. LVN. Little bit. Yeah. LVN, yeah, a little bit. Uh, our ESPN Madison Open this week was fantastic, and the hit of the golf outing was this gun uh, that <laughs> shot your golf ball 270 feet. Uh, yards. Was it 270 yards? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's my god. It's pretty goodness. long. Wow. Yeah, it's like a driver, hitting a driver. So it I, be. I thought it was like a, just a decent drive, so I thought it was just feet. 90, but I didn't use it. 270 feet is 90 yards. So yeah, that's not, not, that's not long at all. I think it's yards. Well, as we know on this program, I'm a golf genius. Yeah. So I'm very good at the sport, yeah. as we've determined many times. 270 Regardless, feet. from our friends at Revive Restoration, Matt, tell us about your friends at Revive Restoration. Well, you know, the, the guys at Revive Restoration, they might bring that, that golf ball cannon out to the golf course. And if you get a little bit of a wayward shot, it might break a window. Revive Restoration doesn't help with those kind of accidents, but they can help with all other kinds of accidents. Maybe it's water damage, fire, smoke, mold remediation. Maybe there's an asbestos problem. Revive Restoration has your back. They help with homes, businesses, no job too small. Revive Restoration can get you back on track. There's like the the stats like 60% of businesses who have an accident go out of business within the next 2 years. Don't let that happen to you. Have the team that can get your business back on track as fast as possible. They are efficient, professional and detail oriented while they get your business or life back on track again. You can go to revivepros.com Ask for my guy, Josh Duggan. He'll get you in the right way. That's Revive Restoration and the Revive Pros at revivepros.com. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light asking you today, what besides Jordan Love intrigues you most about Packers training camp? Kick it up a week from today. I give you my answer, review some of your responses. That's all coming up next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, feeling groovy on a Wednesday. It is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I'm Alex Strofin for Jim Rutledge alongside Matt Hamilton. Colin Russo running the show for us today. Asking you, what what has you what's piqued your interest when it comes to Packers training camp? The only rule is your answer can't be Jordan Love. What else are you looking at? We're a week out. Seven days from today. We're gonna be sitting on this show one week from today, talking about our takeaways from practice number one. That excites the hell out of me. We are, we are almost to football season. We're here, baby. The Jordan Love era is about to get underway officially in Green Bay. And you're going to have your eyes on it a week from today. If you're going up there. If you are going up there, let us know. 844-770-3776. But want to know from you, what, what are you interested in that's not Jordan Love? Because I, I think there are so many fascinating things 
about this team. If, you, if you're listening on 100.5 ESPN throughout the week or throughout the day, you'll occasionally hear a, a liner coming back from break of Matt Hamilton saying there's so much uncertainty, there's seven position groups that are defined as bad, right? We did an exercise wow. earlier this offseason. <laughs> I just <laughs> where we graded them, right? Yes, it's, uh, but for clarification, uncertain meant bad. Well, you said the question. That. Well, I, I did, but like when you don't know, when you haven't even posted a score, you're still technically an F, right? Right. So like that's what I mean. Like we have question marks. We don't know what they'll be, but if you're grading them right now in this moment, yeah. they're they're zero. They're unproven. Which is why I said bad. So we don't know. No, we don't. And that's that's what's fascinating to me because there obviously is a ginormous question with Jordan Love, right? And we've, we've talked about that a ton. But I'm curious what else you're worried about or, or interested in or want to wa- see more of or think can be great but you're, is not totally proven. So the wide receiver room, for example, right? It's the youngest in the league by a mile. There's only two guys with the experience. The paid in the league in- – also, the lowest paid in the league, and the by youngest a mile. on average age by over four years. I mean, they they are They're crazy probably, young. It's probably four or five million dollars less than the least, the next most least paid team as well. Actually, the next most least, the next least paid wide receiving group. There you go. That's it. We got there. Yeah, you're, I needed you're a, a genius to help me work it through. That's me. You know me. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I'll get you to my answer in just a moment, but I want to read some of these responses to you, Matt. And, uh, and see what you think. Uh, the Adam Madison chimes in. The biggest surprise to me uh, is that Joe Barry is still in Green Bay. Probably can't read this part on the air, but blank Joe Barry. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely in that camp. I feel like Joe Barry has had his opportunities. We've gone through defensive coordinators a little more regularly for like less gaffes than what uh, Joe Barry's doing right now. So... I'm kind of surprised by this that we're not – I don't know, like, he, him and Matt LaFleur might have, like, a really good connection. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw a flash of a pretty solid defense at the last six games of the season last year. They yep. looked pretty good. And if Joe Barry was pitching Matt LaFleur that we're still getting better from that point, like, we will be better, we're going to start there and improve from that – that might might have been able to save his job, and I hope he's right because this is the first year in my recollection of Packers history where the defense looks better than the offense. I like the look of the defense better than the offense because we don't have that golden ticket quarterback right now. Maybe we do, but we don't know. Yeah, and I'm with you, and that's that's the fascinating like part. Coming into a season, and you think Green Bay Packers, and you're like, our defense is going to win us games. Like I have never thought that. Do you feel that way? I do. I do think they're going. The defense is going to have to be elite, and Jordan Love, if Jordan Love is just average, for for us to be like to win games, to get to that like eight, nine, ten game win level. If the defense is not mm. elite, and Jordan Love is just average. We're probably in that six range. I, I guess my, my follow up to that. I, I hope you're right, right? Like well, obviously, I, I'm as big of a Packers fan as anybody. I, I hope see you're right. At least a top but ten do you defense worry, from the Packers. Because what worries, and I'm with you, right? Yeah. I think they need to be top twelve, top ten for this team to even compete, right? But do you worry about inconsistency? Because that's what we saw a year ago. You saw some games, especially with like a guy like I don't want to say Jair Alexander was inconsistent because he was right. probably the most consistent player on that defense last year. I think, but when you look at games where this defense got slaughtered, but then you look later in the year and it was like, oh, okay, that was pretty good. Now, of course, they caught some breaks like on Christmas Day against Miami. Tua Tungabailoa right. goes out with an injury, and second half it was all Packers defense. But 
I worry about the inconsistency. And I, I don't know if that's a Joe Barry problem. I don't know if that's the player's problem. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I can't define that from watching it on my right. couch. But I, I am fascinated to see if this group is more consistent. I'm, I'm curious on one more response here uh, from you, Matt, on the defense. Brett Noclair chimes in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, edit this a little bit to, to more make it a question, but he says Strofe Matt is a little wrong in his take. The defense owned camp last year because the offense stunk. I want to see the line and running attack. So he, he my question for you off, off Brett's text there is pretty much: Do you worry that maybe if they're great in camp, that doesn't really mean anything because Jordan Love just isn't good, or the offense just isn't humming because they're all so young and inexperienced? I mean, it's it certainly could mean that, but I would be more concerned if Jordan Love starts tearing up our defense than if our defense shuts down Jordan Love. I, I guess I'm curious. I, I think I'd be pumped about that. But you're right. because I, well, I, would, I guess it just shows again, how much investment I, you have, I, you have in this defense. Well, it's it, it's more along the lines of like, I from what I've seen Jordan Love, I don't want to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say like average quarterback. I think that's super fair. With how much we know about Jordan Love, let's give him middle of the road. If he's an average quarterback and he's slicing our defense up in preseason or in uh, training camp, that would to me means our defense is below average. If you're looking at the quarterback and that's your like line, if he's tearing up your defense, your defense is below average. If your do- defense is dominating him, they're above average. So I'm kind of basing it off of Jordan Love being an average, an average quarterback. Poll is in the field. The Iron Jock poll is in the field on Twitter at ESPN Madison at Jim and Matt. Besides Jordan Love, which are you most excited about in Packers training camp next week? Is it the wide receivers slash tight ends? Is it the defense? Is it the offensive line? Or is it other? You can find that poll on Twitter at ESPN Madison at Jim and Matt. Somebody texted in mine. So I'm going to read the text from Rip and Rona, who has the same exact answer as I do. I am really interested to see the development of Quay Walker. I think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl caliber player this year, barring any suspension. Nailed it, Rip. That's exactly my answer. Quay Walker, one of the first-round picks, the linebacker out of Georgia a year ago. The way he moves around that field, man. If he can just grow a little bit, and then obviously emotionally grow, right? He Mm -hmm. was was kicked out of two games last year. You can't have that this year. Can't have that anymore in the rest of his career. I am really interested to see the development of Quay Walker. Earlier this year, Jason Rebervich, who who coaches the linebackers uh, for the Packers, was asked by Jason Wilde. He was asked, w- would you like to move Quay around a little bit? Would you move him outside? Would you, would you do some different things with him? And simply his answer to J- Jason Wilde from Jason Rebervich was, yes. We want to move him around. We want, I mean, we want to do different things with him. He's I so, think he is going to be the guy in the middle of this year. He's a physical specimen. He's yeah. fast. He's got a huge reach. I think he led the Packers in tackles last year. Part of the reason of that is because he can just get all over the field so fast. He's so long and quick. Yeah, if he can grow, maybe read the game a little bit better, a little more better like instinct movements, uh, I think he could be really great. But you're right. In addition to growing as a football player, he's going to have to grow a little bit as as a person and avoid some of those uh, silly penalties that are beyond avoidable. And, and look, he's a gamer. I get yeah. it. It's intense. Either the moment. Right. I I'm get not it. saying it's okay, right, but I'm, I'm saying you. like I understand where it comes from. Now, the other half of that is uh, half Quay Walker. My my other half of the answer is the his fellow first round draft pick and his fellow coll- college uh, teammate Devonte Wyatt. What's his role? He's going to be starter this year, right? They 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 thinned out the defensive line group. He didn't play a ton last year. The snaps he got, he was good. 
So I'm really interested in the 2022 first-round picks. Quay Walker, Devontae Watt. I don't know how much you can evaluate defensive line in training camp, but you're going to get those. You've got, I think it's three total, but two different teams, joint practices. I think you have two with the Titans, one with the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the schedule in front of me. But those joint practices and preseason is where you're going to get your evaluation on Devontae Wyatt. Those are the two names I'm most interested in, defensively. And then obviously the wide receiver room, the tight end room, all that. I'm with everybody else that's been chiming in with that. You can continue your responses, 844-770-3776. But it's time for you to get your phones out, people. Pull over. <laughs> Try to stoplight, maybe do it quick. 844-770-3776. We're playing Minutes of Win It Next. Brought to you by North and South Seafood and Smoke Us. I need right now. Caller 6, caller 9. 844-770-3776. Caller 6, caller 9. Caller 6, you get to pick. Who's going to win today? Me or Matt? Caller 9, you're on the other side. You're both going to get a gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. The winner gets a $50 gift card. Whoever, loser, whoever loses, you still get a $25 gift Alex. card. picks Alex. Whoever picks Matt will get the $25 <laughs> gift card. Whoever picks me or ends up with me, however it works out, gets a $50 gift card. Caller 6, caller 9 right now, 844-770-3776. We'll play Minute to Win It right after this. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I'm not feeling so alone. Rutledge and Hamilton rolls on on your Wednesday. I'm Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge today alongside, well, not currently, but I will be, Matt Hamilton as we get ready to play Minute to Win It. Colin Russo running the show. Minute to Win It brought to you by our friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in the Madison area, in Madison, in Verona, and in DeForest. Man, I love North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Everything they do is so good. Like, I love their sides. I'm a big coleslaw guy. I don't know about you, but their coleslaw is the best I've ever had. Their mac and cheese is amazing. Uh, They've got really good appetizers. They've got these Cajun catfish bites that are just to dive for. And then, of course, everything else, right? They've got ribs. Uh, They've got anything you could think of on the Smokehouse side and the seafood side you could do a little barbecue and seafood i don't think they quite call that surf and turf at that point right colin that wouldn't be surf and turf then, right because so. that's steak and seafood yeah but it's almost kind of like it it's even better though because it's barbecue and seafood everything they do is terrific you got to check it out go to their website eatnorthandsouth.com they do a great catering job but even if you're just like going on a date night which me and my lady are doing on thursday we're going to north and south into forest so uh you got to pop out there madison verona de forest Two people that call in, caller six and caller nine, going to get a gift card to any of those three locations. It's time now to play a minute to win it. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. All right, Colin Russo, I don't know that you've ever run this game before. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, so I'm going to set up the rules then. Here's how it goes. Colin's got a topic of 10 things, and he is going to he is going to give me and Matt each about a minute to guess as many as we can. Three strikes and you're out, and that's it's as simple as that. Whoever's on the winning side wins a $50 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. So whoever's on the losing side gets a $25 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Colin. Take it away. What, what else? Okay. All right, Alex Strofe. <laughs> Want to play tough guy with me? Um, <laughs> I got an interesting one today. You oh know, boy. there's nothing really much going on in July. So Is this sports related at all? Sports related. Okay, good. There's nothing much going on with um, with sports really, and it's not a significant day. It's July nineteenth. Not much happened today, but I got an interesting one because I wanted I wanted Matt Hamilton to see if see his wheelhouse with the history in which it regards his personal life, right? So here we go. 
I'm looking for. Time you for a minute here, okay? I don't know where the minute thing is. Well, don't start it until you tell me the topic. Well, I'm going to tell you the topic, but I don't know where the minute thing is. Whatever. It it says 60-second timer, I believe. Top right corner-ish. Top row, maybe three in. Yeah. No, that's a goner. We'll figure it out. I'll time you, though. I'm going to find it for you. No, you're not. Here's the here's the topic I want to uh, I want to ask you. I, I think, by the way, our caller actually chose you, Stephen Madison. Shout I, out to you, Steve. I told him, I don't know how Strofe's going to do here, but he said I'm going to go. You're going to tell me the topic today, or are we wait until like Wednesday? I'm next looking week? for the last ten Summer Olympic host cities. You're joking. Begin. I got nothing. You got zero? Um, You're a joke. Dude. All right, where, where were we last last week? I'll give you. Well, I mean, you want, you want to hit with this? You want to see how far back it goes? Yeah, it goes all the way back to 1980. All right, so Atlanta's in here, right? Atlanta's correct. That's one. Uh, is L.A. in here? L.A. is correct. That is two. Okay, that's two. I'm doing better than that. Um, all right, where were we last year? Because the summer? No, there's the Why, Winter are you, Olympics. Are you last asking year. me? No, this no, is no, not no. winter. It's just summer. It's summer. Okay. Uh, summer Olympics just happened recently, though, right? They were 2020, technically. 2020. In 2021, okay. COVID got in the way. So this just happened. Uh, I'm going to go Beijing. I don't think that's right. Beijing is correct. That was, was that 08, though? That was right, okay. Um, how, about, um, how about Tokyo? Tokyo was correct. That is number four. All right. Um, I got to think of other Tokyo big cities. Tokyo was the one in two, 2021. Other big cities. Amsterdam, did they ever host the Summer that Olympics? Is what, that is incorrect. All right, that's strike one. How much time I got here? You got 10 seconds. All right. Nine. Uh, um, okay, can Eight. you stop talking? Toronto. That is no. Uh, okay, how about... Um, Five. Uh, <laughs> I got to think of a city. Uh, I got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. How'd I do? That's a four spot. All right, I'll take it. That's pretty good. That's really tough. All right, you want to uh, wave our da- our friend Matt Hamilton Yeah, down? I already did. He's, he's on his way in. I I, think- I'm, I'm not feeling too good. Look- I'm not feeling too good about this. You, you look bummed this out. Is, this is catered for you to win. I don't this think this is, is catered for Matt to win. I think you should... First of all, there's a couple here you should, completely should have gotten. We'll get into that after. <laughs> Matt... All right, I'm going to give you a minute here. Okay. And uh, this is sort of in your wheelhouse, sort of not. I know the... But it's I'm in not, his wheelhouse. Why do you keep saying that? It's not. That? I can explain why after. I'm looking for the last 10 Summer Olympic host cities. Begin. Okay. Um, Beijing. One. Sydney. Two. Uh, Rio. That was London. 2016. That's three. London. Four. Um... <laughs> Yeah, not in his wheelhouse. Let's see, Athens. Did I say Athens? Athens, you did not say that's five. Um, summer games in the last twenty-five seconds. Last ten summer, and I have six. Ex- you have five. Five. Um, Beijing got the win. You already won. You can take your time. Yeah, I know, but I, I feel 15. like I should get some more. Barcelona, correct. Nineteen ninety-two, the dream team. Atlanta? How do you not know that one? Atlanta. Yeah, that's, that's, that's seven. Atlanta um, was nine. Uh, Nineteen ninety-six. I feel like there's one in Europe, but I can't Strofe think of got it. embarrassed here. Five, four, three, um, two. Missed L.A. One guess? L.A., I guess. But that's 28. L- L.A., that's a, that's a good one. Really? L.A., you got it. I got L.A. That's yeah, 1984. That's that was Strophy. Congratulations, Matt Hamilton. Thank Strofe you. Strofe embarrassed himself. <sighs> Definitely I, my category. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Like he, he kept saying. He's, he's a like, winter oh, Olympian. I'm a, I'm a winter. He's a winter Olympian. He's an Olympian. That's the key word. He has They're friends. different host cities, Strofe. They are. I know so, they're different host cities. I definitely you did you? idiots. He's still an Olympian. He's French that compete in the summer. I definitely. Steven Madison was lost on taking you. Steven Madison took Strofe when he had the choice. Whoa. Without Chad and Madison, I'm sorry, lucked Steve. out 
and got Matt Hamilton for this one. Who got a seven <laughs> idiotic spot in the last ten Summer Olympic cities? Not his category because he plays in the winter instead. It's idiotic. Uh, how do you not know where the Rio de Janeiro Olympics were? Well, they were obviously in Rio de Janeiro. Well, you but how did that. you not know they were there? There's it's six years ago. Yeah. You were in high school or college. Yeah, you think I watch the Olympics when it's not curling? <laughs> hey, I, wa- I watch. I watch the gold medal basketball game. That's it. Well, you don't know where it is. You don't. You don't follow along. You don't watch opening ceremony. You don't watch Phelps. Do I want to watch a bunch of people parade around with a torch? Does that interest me? No. Yeah. A lot of people I mean, do. A lot of people. If you'd do. have watched the Beijing opening ceremonies in 2008, then yeah, you'd have tuned into every opening ceremonies after that. It was magical. My snap judgment with that was that this is collusion. This, not collusion. This is collusion. You embarrassed yourself. You have no. You have no. You chose an Olympic category for an Olympic gold medalist. You got four. He got seven. You should. You you should at least get six or seven or eight. You should at least get. Three. I was just naming cities. I said Amsterdam. <laughs> you think I know? You think I pay attention to where the Olympics were in 1984? Yeah. I did. I did not have a strike. You're right. I didn't guess at any. I did know once I listed. Sydney. I probably should have gotten. Mm-hmm. Sydney, you should have gotten the Athens. Ath- I didn't know that. That one. was okay. the the, rede- the the team that lost the basketball team that lost. To, so that, that's uh, like 04, yeah. right? That was 04. Yeah, and yeah. I know the- I know the years of the basketball teams. That's it. I don't know the cities. That was absolute collusion. Congratulations. Do you know where the next Chad one is? Madison. Do you know where the next one is? Uh, it's coming here, isn't it? No, no, in twenty twenty four. Isn't it coming here? No, it's, it's coming here in twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty four. Why would I know that? Because it's the Olympics. You're an Olympian. And it's next I understand summer. why you know and it. It's I, next I'm not, summer. I would never it's give you a hard time. It's such an easy thing it. to grasp. Well, I, I also looked at it, but I didn't know it. Who is it? It's Paris. Paris. Sweet. Shout out to the Eiffel Actually, Tower. Actually, there's going to be shout some very cool Eiffel venues Tower. for that. Right. Alex, tune uh, into that one because it's going to be fantastic. Everybody shut up and stop bothering me, okay? Oh, I'm upset right now. I, I, this is collusion. You, you, this is ridiculous. You, I it's not even like Matt didn't even hey, get 10 out of 10. We're running three minutes late. Can you produce the show and shut up? All right? <laughs> you had your time to shine. You colluded against me. You targeted me blatantly. And this is unbelievable. This is disrespect. We give you an opportunity to come in here, produce the show for the first time in your young career, and you blow it by colluding the host. You got to force I told you to shut up. I told you to shut up. <laughs> Good job. We're Russo. running late. You want to be Thank on the you. clock? You want to hit the legal ID? We're going to give you an opportunity to do that. You'll just have 90 seconds to spew crap in your sports center update. Coming up next, it's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.